Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox. Hosted by Nick Borowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 126. I am Nick Morowski, and this is a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast recording just down the street from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. Simply subscribe, pass along, uh, and check us out on the ShyCitySports.com site. They've got some great Chicago-centric content as well as some very comfortable Very affordable, good guys talk back, T-shirts. Boy, what a series against Oakland. Our Sox are 71 and 51, first place by 11 and a half games. The magic number is 31, and I bring in my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Is there anything better in in the baseball season when we start talking about magic number, Nick? I mean, that's fun, right? And I, I don't... I don't know if uh, there's any other teams really talking about magic numbers because we've got such a sizable lead. And it, the, the weird thing about the the way our division has shaken up this year, it's 11 and a half games. It feels like it should be so much more because mm-hmm. the teams that are trailing us, nobody's even over 500. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy, but it's a great time to be alive, my man. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and good point. Uh, I, you know, I, I think back to previous years, uh, 2005, of course, 2000, back in the early 90s, uh, when that magic number used to pop up. It, it, we haven't had a lot of these moments. And, yeah. I, and I'm trying to think, too, and, and help me out here, Pat. I mean, when was the last time we were in this situation? Was it? It had to have been 2005, of course, you know, and before 2005. I mean, 93 was kind of close all the way yeah. down to the wire. Um, yeah. I mean, and you you just mean in terms of watching out for a magic number this far out? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember talking about a magic number being 31. And and usually it's like all of a sudden it pops up and it's like 10. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, the magic number is 10. <laughs> I didn't even know it kind of. Hit me like a like a bus, but is, and the math. I don't think the math is that complicated, but it seems like if oh, don't tries ask to, me. don't ask me how to figure it out. I got a better shot of figuring out my daughter's fifth grade math homework than, than figuring out what the hell a magic number. I think can. it's relatively simple, but I'm not even going to start trying right now. Oh uh, lord! I just whatever Scott Merkin tweets out, I'm like, that's it. That's our okay. That's our magic number. We'll, we'll save all those crazy stats for for uh, you know the socks on 35th guys. They, they yeah. Oh, be yeah. the stats we, we got to have some of those guys back on because they, I'm sure, have got some more advanced numbers and we're pulling out. Um, <laughs> hey, but, hey, we want to talk to you guys about a, a magic just, number. Can you, can you explain Cal, that Please us? tell us this because, <laughs> honestly, it's it's destroying our brains. Um, the biggest, this is, this, is a, this is a second magic number, I guess, statement involving numbers, Pat. Uh, Socks won a series against Oakland for the first time since 2016. Now that is just trippy. Yeah. So here's a couple things I want to take away from this. Uh, you know, three out of four against Oakland today. You know, we'll we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have liked to have gone our way, but beating Oakland for us is significant, just because it's it's been a team. Even though it's, they're not in our division, we don't face them obviously more than maybe twice a year some weird years, maybe more, but 
uh, you know, in the playoffs last year, it, they've just kicked our ass up and down mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. And it, and yes, we, it, it, it's even worse out in Oakland. I mean, at least oh. here we can win a game or, or, or something, but uh, this is significant, Nick. And it was, and it really wasn't all that, in my opinion, competitive. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the mm-hmm. second game of the mm-hmm. series where mm-hmm. it just seemed like Oakland had their, their head, you know, with their teammate, and, sure. And yeah. they just kind of were disinterested. But uh, even last night being a close game, I, I don't I was never really fearful that we were not going to win that game. Yeah. You know, it, there was kind of a close, uh, you know, it was a close series. We did have some insurance runs late in the game and a few of these uh, opportunities. Uh, just a well-pitched series. Damn, was it a well-pitched series. Uh, great bullpen work. Um yeah, you know, uh, earlier this season, uh, we talked about kind of the, the the fall of the Twins and how significant that was for fans that can remember when the Sox just got their, their ass handed to them by the Twins year in, year out. I mean, Twins have won back-to-back uh, division titles. And uh, to finally be able to start beating them, stomping on their throats, and uh, it just it was a pattern. It wasn't just a fluke. I mean, we were we owned the twins this year and to see them in the cellar has been a beautiful thing. Well, the same thing goes for Oakland. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you want to talk. Uh, you really want to go. You want to go back. Check out that that 1990 uh, White Sox documentary mm-hmm. that the folks uh, on Twitter at last Comiskey put out. And a lot of that documentary, I'm not saying a lot, but a few parts of it. Uh, highlight the rivalry that the Sox uh, surprisingly had with a very powerful Oakland team uh, throughout that year, back and forth, uh, you know, uh, as they as they fought for the AL West. Uh, and then recently, it's just been it's been problemsome in the Coliseum. Uh, yeah. Of course, we had that a horrible just that playoff series that went sideways for us uh, last year, but. You know, I went out there in 2019 to see the Sox play in Oakland, and they just got absolutely embarrassed. And I wasn't surprised uh, because just bad things happen in Oakland. But we are playing really well, Pat, at home this year. Oh, yeah. And and that is why, hey, I get it. You want to rest throughout this season. It's October baseball. That's what we're playing for. But don't you want to have that best record in the American League? Don't you want to have home field advantage? Mm. Because we are good at home, Pat. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, Nick, that you may make a great point. And I hadn't thought about that that much until you just said it. And, and talking about the home field advantage, the best record in the league, and, and getting that home field is so key for us. Because we've talked a lot on this show and other shows and you know other outlets, and people have written about it, about – the Sox um, troubles against above 500 teams. And I would argue that we've, we've played very well against good uh, plus 500 teams at home. It's on the road. We are, Mm -hmm. we seem to be a different team. We have a different energy. There's not, we seem to play like tight on the road almost. And uh, yeah, it's going to be extremely important for us to, to hold serve at, at home, whatever the case may be, if we have home field throughout or not, we're going to have to take care of business at home and try and scratch and claw on the road because yeah. it's just, it's like night and day almost. Yeah. Uh, just a great series though, uh, here with Oakland, um, uh, coming off of, uh, of a difficult uh, Yankee series. 
Uh, and then kind of sandwiched with this Tampa Bay series now this weekend. So you weren't really sure what's going to happen, you know, with this series. And Oakland was a hot team. Oakland had the same record as the Sox uh, coming into this series. And game one, uh, Keuchel goes on the hill. He gives you a very Keuchel outing. Dallas mm-hmm. did what Dallas does. Uh, five innings, five hits, uh, two earned runs, uh, two strikeouts, two walks. You know, he he kept guys off balance. He gave up some runs kind of early, but then he, you know, he's picking at corners, get tons of ground balls. Um, you know, he was he was consistent. Uh, Nick, I was happy you, with you, it. You and I are not big uh, gamblers, sports gamblers, right? No, well, you and I don't, don't do anything. We are not. I think you and I need to place maybe a small wager on the next Dallas Keuchel game. See what the, the innings pitched or, or, or we, we know what he's going to do every game. Yeah, it's almost do. like you can bank on it. Yeah. We really should put some, some it's unbelievable writing up, you know, just preparing for these, uh, for episodes that feature Keiko. I mean, it's, you know, you can kind of just copy and paste his, yeah. his pitching line. Um, and I, I was happy with it, you know, because he he you've made this point uh, in previous episodes. Well, OK, we know what you're going to give us is like a fourth or fifth starter. So just be that guy mm-hmm. and then we'll work around it. And he was that guy. And, and, you know, Tony knew it and he took him out instead of extending him and he let the bullpen. And that was a game one against Oakland was a classic usage of this newfound bullpen. You yeah. bring in Kopech. Kimbrell, Hendricks, boom, 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 zero earned runs. Thank you very much. Sox win 5-2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly how you would rot up if you're you're Tony. This is exactly what he wants. This is what he would – this is what he would salivate over uh, this kind of game. And and going back to, uh, you know, DK, it's – I think it always just goes back to what people – you know, remember him to be a Cy Young award winner. We, we should get more out of a, a guy that's won a Cy Young. He's just not that guy anymore. Lower your expectations. He's a fifth starter. He's going to be very servable, serviceable, for, serviceable for us and durable. He's going to field his position. Well, he's going to be around the plate. Yeah. He's going to give up a bomb because he's going to lay a, a, a cutter that doesn't cut too much over the plate. And, and he's going to give up a run here or there, but he's going to give you five innings. And he's going to be, he's going to be pretty solid for the most part, every game. Yeah, he'll frustrate you as a yeah, fan. If, because, if you're expecting something different, he'll frustrate yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, because he's not doing what the rest of the, the starting staff does in the bullpen Correct. does, as yeah. blow people away. He's not going to throw, you know, 95 plus, and he's not going to strike out. He's not going to have the swing and miss that everybody talks about. He's not going to be the flash guy. He's just going to go out there and work. He's a, he's a lunch pail, you know, blue collar mm-hmm. type pitcher. Yeah, he's perfect for for the south side, and he knows it. And uh, he made such comments, you know, when he first signed and, and kind of took a, a, you know, a glance at the landscape and what, what was here. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of like it, you know, uh, he, he worries me a little bit, but, you know, he, every starter we have has got a little different wrinkle, you know, yeah. if you know what I mean. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that keeps hitters off balance. Yeah. Uh, they, they can't just keep the same swing or, eye level and like oh okay this guy's slider or whatever drops off just like the guy last night mm-hmm. uh no, no we're giving you different looks and you know dallas will top off at like 87 88 but yeah. you know his job is to get ground balls and he did that on uh you know on monday in game one and the offense just had timely hitting and mm-hmm. and robert the 
if you noticed a pattern this series uh, and well, Robert keeps getting out, then you you were paying attention because this was like the coming out party for, for Luis Robert. Yeah. He mashed in this series. He was seven for 13 in the series, three RBIs, uh, a home run and only one strikeout, which I love, which means he is not uh, swinging at pitches uh, that are the uh, pitchers pitches. He is patient. He's waiting for his pitch and he's driving and boy, the ball's flying off his bat. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good. Aloy looks fantastic. We're winning games because of because of those two guys that came. We back. are, and it's it's almost amazing to see how fast it clicked for both of them. You know, Aloy maybe it took what two or three games, and it seemed like he was yeah maybe it's longer than that. Maybe I'm my, I'm I'm not. Well, he had that correctly. like little yeah after that little injury, he had that like second little injury yeah. where he was out. Yeah, but and Robert too. It seemed like it took yeah maybe two, three days. And then I'm just going to start seeing everything and driving the ball and getting on base and doing, doing what I'm supposed to do. And it's, it's been great. And again, it's doing exactly like what we've talked about, Nick, and it's lengthening that lineup, right? Not yeah. give it's not, there's, there's not too many holes until you get down to, you know, eight, nine right now uh, in that lineup. Yeah. And, and, and the guy that I think is benefiting is, is Abreu. No oh, question. Oh, uh, no question about it. Lo- load is off of his shoulders and you saw it in this series too. He had, he had a pretty good series. Um, you know, I, he's still not, you know, but he's an RBI machine and, and mm-hmm. we're not going to get into the whole, like, well, you know, what's the value of an RBI anymore these days. If you got a guy that can drive in runners, then that's value to me. And he's the best at it over the last, you know, four or five years, he's captain consistent, you know, he's going to get, you know, 30 home runs, hundred RBIs again, no question. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's starting to heat up because I believe he's got protection now and not, mm-hmm. not just like empty protection, but fearful guys, you know, you like Aloy made the last out of today's game, but he, it was the hardest hit ball in the game, 111 right. miles per hour. Right. Like, like right. Aloy is just he, raging. He just needed, right he needed to not hit it so hard. Well, right. <laughs> Take a little off that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about, I, I think mentally for, for Jose right now, it's, I don't have to do everything. I don't have to try and hit a six run home run on this, on this next pitch, because if they pitch around me, I'm going to be on base for the, for the next guy. And they can't pitch around the next guy because the next guy's coming up. And they can't pitch around the next guy because this guy's coming. This this is exactly what we've been waiting for. And and guess who's coming around the corner? It's Yaz. Yeah, uh, positive news um, out of Charlotte. Uh, he hit one off the scoreboard, I think, the other night. Um, uh, and I, I have heard some stuff, some murmurs about maybe he's back. On Monday, when the team's in Toronto, uh, I haven't heard any official word. You know, Tony seems pretty tight-lipped on that. And 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 when I think about it, well, it's an 11-and-a-half game lead. Why rush him right now? I, I think by September, early September, right, you'd want mm-hmm. him to be able to get his legs and his the, the power stroke and everything, get, give him some time uh, before the playoffs start. But if he's ready, though, he's ready. Um, and that's I, I think scary. he's going to tell the team when he's ready yeah. in terms, uh, both with his, with his play and, and he's going to tell them, right. He's a veteran. He's their, he's their starting catcher. I, I've, I've been very pleased with what Sebi's done. Zach with a couple hits, I believe today and a couple of other looping, you know, looping liners here or there, which, you know, are, is what he does. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I texted you something on the train and I never looked up the stats. So shame on me, <laughs> but you know, something, something consistent that's been going on for, let's say the last couple of weeks anyway, maybe since the all-star break, our pitches aren't going very long or very deep in the games. And there's been a lot of pitches piling up by the fifth inning. And I was just curious. I'm just thinking, I was thinking out loud to myself, uh, I said self on the train, mm-hmm. uh, cause I've no one to talk to cause no one mm-hmm. would want to sit and listen oh, to sure. talk about my theory about Yasmani Grandal. I I'm just curious <laughs> if, if him being gone has had an effect on the starting staff in terms of he's not there to steal the, the you know, the third strike, like, mm-hmm. like he can, mm-hmm. because that's what he's been. He was touted as when he got here was he's going to frame, he's going to steal strikes. Yeah. And, and I would just, I just wonder if, if the staff is not handled as well as they are by, uh, by yes. And, and probably not. That's why he has Monty Grandal is, you know, what he is, is in terms of a catcher. So yeah, no, I, 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 I think that's a great, it's just an observation. And, and I was thinking about, well, maybe I should look up this stat of, uh, you know, pitches per, per eh, hitter, yeah. but I lost time. I couldn't do you it. know, I, I wish the, the way you the way you spoke so eloquently and um, just uh, it was it was wonderful. I really wish you would have just approached a stranger <laughs> on the train and just said, excuse me, sir or madam. Uh, you don't know me, um, but I just want to like to pose a question to you. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I would get stabbed uh, in the neck with a pen sure. or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think you've got something there. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen even just a lot of pass balls and uh you know, they're trying. I think Sebi, uh, I actually like some, you know, he's, you could, if you're watching on TV, uh, it's easier to see than obviously in person uh, usually, but he can frame. He's oh, yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he's trying. Um, I, I sometimes don't really like the approach Collins takes where he's not even really giving the pitcher a chance. Like it looks like it's in the zone, but the, where he's set up, the ump's not even going to call it yeah. because of where he's catching it. Um, but yeah, I don't think those guys, and they're nowhere near what Grandal is going to do. So I think you're onto something there. So I'm excited to see him come back and see how this staff kind of, not that they've floundered a ton, but it just seems like to be a reoccurring, uh, thing here lately where there's, you know, a lot of pitches being piled up before, you know, before we get to the sixth inning and, yeah. and I'd like to see our guys go a little bit deeper in the game. And I'm thinking, you know, that also maybe could be this the time of year, Nick. It, it is August. Yeah. It, it, there are hot, muggy days, and and we're in the dog days. And, and guys, maybe just, you know, it, it could be a little dead arm period for everybody right now. Yeah, uh, it, absolutely. Um, yeah, Monday uh, Monday saw uh, Hendricks get back into action mm-hmm. after uh, the rough weekend with uh, – with New York, it's including the Field of Dreams game. Now, when the last time we talked about Hendricks, we made mention of, you know, he might not be trusting his wipeout stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is why he was pumping fastballs and challenging guys like Stanton and Judge. Um, and sure enough, he talks about in the post game on Monday that, you know, he looked at his video and they, they they worked on some things and he wasn't trusting his slider. It just wasn't it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And he's now gone back and he's retooled some things. And and it was very apparent in this series that he was trusting it because he had some wipeout stuff. He was yeah. electric this series. Yeah, it was good to see him back. And, 
again, when you're going up there with, with not your best stuff and you've got such a spotlight in the ninth inning and you, you can't rely on coming back out and making it up the next inning. I mean, it's uh, obviously it's gotta be one of the hardest things to do in the game is get those last three outs. So good to see him back on track. It doesn't mean he's not going to give up another home run the rest no. of the season. It doesn't mean he's not going to blow a safe, but I feel I'm, I'm, I've never, never lost really a lot of uh, faith in him, but I, I'm glad to see that, you know, he can bounce back from it. It's not something it's, it's going to wreck him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I love those little like in season and there's so many that happen, just the corrections, you know, whether it's a little bit of video or it's Ethan Katz says something or a teammate says something, or he might, I think he even credited his wife uh, Hendricks did mm-hmm. of watching, you know, the game or seeing something that sh- she saw. She said uh, he was tipping pitches. There you go. So, you know, whether that's was the case or not, but yeah. Um, you know, it, it did seem like they knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. They 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 hit him hard uh, in that New York series. So he, uh, boy, he he had some really great outings in this Oakland series and some juice. You know, playing against his former team, of course. Uh, game two, Sox win nine nothing, but it was a bizarre game, a very scary game. You were, were you um, at this game? Was this? Game I, I was not yeah, at okay. this game. I was at game one and three. Um, this was the game I was a little worried about with Lopez on the bump, but that wasn't, you know, I mean, there was nothing to be worried about. Um, Lopez gave you five innings, one hit, zero earned runs, uh, a couple of walks and four strikeouts. I mean, he was just so efficient, Nick. I mean, I, I wasn't able to watch that game live. I was kind of checking in on my phone and Lopez threw one. I think he threw 11 pitches in the first inning. Yeah. Yeah. Through two. And then I remember in the pregame, they talked a lot about, or or maybe in the shows leading up to the pregame, they talked a lot about, well, maybe he'll go two or three innings. And you have to go with five innings. You get five innings out of Ronaldo Lopez. Just the efficiency. And again, it wasn't like he was wiping guys out, only four strikeouts. I, I mean, that. That but tells he, me that a little bit of maturity that's coming along with that. That's a that's a good word. Uh, definitely confidence. Um, he's got the poise. Um, you know, he doesn't look lost. He doesn't poise look counts. like a, a poise does count. Um, he's not a deer in headlights. Uh, there's movement on his pitches. Uh, there's life on his pitches. You know, there's like, uh, you know, a couple of extra legs of gas on those fastballs that tail a little bit. It's not straight as an arrow. And I think we're going to see him in the Tampa series. I think we'll see him on Sunday, perhaps. And I'm actually looking forward to that. Like, what is this guy going to be able to do against Tampa? I mean, he's got a razor sharp ERA and we've got a decent sample size now of 2021 Lopez. Things we didn't think we'd be talking about. <laughs> right. I, we really need to pull up the the show from just before the season started. I can guarantee you we weren't talking about a, you know, a resurgence of a Carlos Rodan. I can Mm-mm. guarantee you we weren't talking about Ronaldo Lopez doing good things. Uh, I can guarantee you we didn't talk about all the injuries. I can guarantee you we didn't yeah. think we'd be trading away our our second baseman that we thought was going to be a staple right. year for how about it? five or six years. So yeah. it's, just, it's just amazing it's how a, It's a, a funny game. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. And and what a pleasant surprise and good for him. I mean, yeah, we've given him a lot of shit, you know, and and rightfully so sometimes with the way he's performed, but good for him to, to turn around and, and, you know, kind of give his, his career a, a little bit of a shot in the arm. Yeah, um, it was, uh, unfortunately, you know, it was a weird game because the way the Sox won, 
you almost in a weird way just it had a it had a sour taste because it's just a horrible moment that happened uh uh bases were uh there were two men on at the time early in the game i think it was the second inning chris bassett is pitching for oakland folks have seen this video i'm sure if you're listening to the podcast you've watched it a bunch of times you know exactly what i'm talking about um bassett's having a hell of a year for the a's i mean stone mm-hmm. talks about maybe cy young uh, I think it was 12 and three heading into the game and uh, a line drive off of Brian Goodwin's bat catches him right in the cheek. He goes down bases loaded, nobody out, but you know, it's just a complete dead silence. You the looks on the A's players just told the story. Yeah. And I, and I think when something like that happens to your ACE, I think just, psychologically uh, every the, the wind is just taken out of the sails they just looked it uh mm-hmm. they just i mean their their minds are elsewhere and yeah. rightfully so and thankfully uh, bassett never lost consciousness and it looks like he will have to have some some surgery on, on a facial fracture um he liam hendricks apparently i think was, was communicating with him via text late into the evening of the next day you, you never want to see that happen ever mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I ever that that's not how you want to win games. Um, it's one thing to say, well, I want to compete and, but you don't want to do that. You, yeah. you do not want to do that. And uh, um, you know, the Sox, Hey man, they, they, they continued with their offense. Jake lamb got in on things uh, with a home run. Abreu had a big three run Homer. Um, the Sox had four singles in a row at one point, which is, uh, it doesn't very, happen in, no. in 2021 for anybody next, no. so not just the Sox. So no. And then, and then some great bullpen by the Sox. Um, so it was a solid game and, you know, I, it just is, a, it was, it's a weird feeling as a fan mm-hmm. watching this. Um, like, do I, how do, how do I feel about this? Yeah. Um, you know, especially when it was getting up to nine, nothing. Yeah. Well, wonderful that, that it, it wasn't the eye, you know, that was the concern was that it was the, the eye, it was more on the cheek and, uh, well, some great, you know, uh, stories come out afterwards that, you know, the organization, the, the A's thanking the Sox for all the, the assistance they have, they sent Herm Schneider to the, to the hospital, you know, and, you know, via, Jerry had had set that up. So Herm, I didn't yeah. hear about that. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Herm, they uh, they sent Herm Schneider to the hospital to wow. kind of check and assist right. the doctors. I don't know, um, you know, if he, <laughs> he performed a surgery or what. What, a, what if he got called in from the bullpen? But yeah, it, it was uh, it was a lot of uh, love shown back uh, to the Sox organization for the the help, the swiftness, and taking care of. Uh, Chris Bassett's wife and making sure that yeah. she was okay and all that stuff. So, the, you know, there was some good that came out of it. Glad that he, uh, he wasn't hurt. Nick, I, you pitched, you you were a, mm-hmm. a, a great yeah. high school pitcher. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, in, in your own mind. Uh, yeah. Did you ever, did <laughs> you ahead. ever have What's your question? Like, did you What's ever have anything that, like that happen to you? Um, I had a, two incidents happen during my pitching career. I, I one the first one uh, I was in, uh, I might've been seventh or eighth grade and kids are, are swinging the metal bat pretty good at that point. And I took a line drive, a hard line drive off of my chest, like mm-hmm. a few inches above my heart. So right mm-hmm. side, just line drive, boom, right, right there. And, uh, it fell, you know, a few feet in front of me, picked it up, threw it to first base, got the guy out, but boy, did I have, uh, 
a welt there um, for and was sore for for a while. Um, the second is, is, uh, incident happened in high school. I was throwing uh, batting practice. Uh, I think it was late in the year. It might even be during like playoff time. And it wasn't a complete L screen. Mm. So I kind of had to throw and then duck, throw and then duck. And I did not get out in time. And I got caught right in the nose. Oh, and wow. and uh, as I was as I like the ball was coming to me and I was able to turn a little bit. So it didn't get me right square in the nose. I didn't break it. But there was blood everywhere. Mm. Um, it was swollen for a while. Um but uh, thankfully, you know, there, there's some there's some bad injuries out there, um, you know. Well, it, with the exit velocity that that there that is happening in today's game, with the metal bats being used at the lower levels, I mean, it's 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 scary stuff. Would you be an advocate of, you know, doing what they do like in in youth softball, where they have the where they have the guard? You know, I, I I think you can offer it. I think they even offered uh, some sort of protective helmet to pitchers yeah. to wear, and maybe one or two took Major League Baseball up on it. And then I think it provi- just proved to be a little too cumbersome, and and uh, or they, they didn't just like the uh, way it looked. That it, was, that, was that, that could be the other thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, Stone, of course, had some really great points of how in a max velocity world where everybody's trying to throw as hard as you can, um, you're falling off the mound. You're not in ready position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talks a lot about PFPs, pitcher fielding practice. And that's a real thing. I remember doing that every single day as a pitcher, even in high school, you know, as a senior going over drills and, and, you know, how to, how to land to be in ready position to field. Um, and when you're, when you're falling off the mound, you know, and, and that's just the, Hey man, that, that's the game we're living in right now. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if a cage will ever be implemented or well, <laughs> like you're talking about the, well, no, no, I'm talking no, about, and you're, and I know okay. like a cage, yeah. like on the helmet, like <laughs> yeah. a face guard, not a, <laughs> yeah, not like better. a not <laughs> sort of like, sh- deep sea diver cage where they're pitching out of the cage and they can't even feel their position. It just rattles off the cage. I think that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I'm sure. Yeah. People would definitely tune in for that. You could have like a, like a co cross merchandise opportunity with shark week and, and it's, it's, you know, the cages on on the Mm -hmm. mound. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's uh, uh, an idea, it, man. Does it drop? Does it drop from like the sky, <laughs> like in a like a hell in the cell kind of WWF? Um, uh, with some, we got to work. We'll we'll we'll, fl- we'll flesh this out, but it's a oh, it's a cage game. Um, no, it, I'm glad he is uh, on the up and up. At least it sounds like it. And uh, yeah, you know, and, and that's again like okay. So now you're at game two. All right, we've won a couple games. Game two is the most lopsided. Now, game three, you want to talk about pitchers logging a lot of uh, pitches, man. Lance Lynn on a steamy Whew. night, he had like 80 pitches after three innings. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he was he was huffing and puffing, man. Oh and, my and goodness! For him to wiggle off the hook uh, a couple times was yeah. unreal. Like I couldn't believe that he got out of the. I think it was runners on first and second. Bases loaded, nobody out. Both uh, times? Well, there was uh, one two. time. One time. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that he got out of there w- without, uh, you know, with only the one earned run was amazing. Yeah. It, uh, it it was something else. I mean, four innings, three hits, 
one earned run, three walks. Uh, and, and when he wasn't walking, guys, he was taking three, two counts, you know, mm-hmm. to get those strikeouts. Uh, he gave up a home run. Uh, he's got his ERA at two, two, six. Um, yeah, he just was off. Uh, mm-hmm. He just, you know, I don't know. There was a great article that Fegan did in the athletic this past week on Lynn's preparation and like his off season program. And he is built for deep into October. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's not pitching like around Columbus day, he's it's too, it's too early for him because of his conditioning. So I, I just, I, you know, maybe it was humid. Uh, those aren't excuses for Lance Lynn though. I just think he, he just wasn't the, the, yeah. the plate was jumping on him a little bit, but uh, he, he got ejected uh, after <laughs> uh, the fourth inning. Um, and the story goes, I don't know if you've heard this too, Pat, uh, they, you know, the umpires were checking his, his stuff, his glove, his hat, whatever for sticky stuff. And they wanted his belt and uh, there was an argument over like, well, you should have been here when I was walking off the mound. Now I'm in the dugout and you want my belt. And he launched, he threw the, his belt at the umpire. Is that what you heard? <laughs> I did. Okay. I did. And uh, I, I love the press, <laughs> the presser afterwards where he says, I must've hurt his feelings or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's, I've, there's been two like schools of thought on this that I was hearing today. And it was, well, you know, he looks a little guilty if he's walking in, he knows the protocol. He's not above the rules. You're supposed to go out there and let the, let the guy check you out. You know, I don't know, whatever at this, at this point, I, I, are we beyond the point where we got to check after every, every time somebody comes off the mound, he's got to check him for sticky stuff. I don't know. I, I just thought, I almost find the whole thing comical. It's like you weren't here when you were supposed to be. I, he said he had to go in and get treatment because he's trying to get back out for the next inning. So something's bothering him in terms of. Yeah. And, and I think what, what was he, what was his little bit of an issue early on in the season? Was it his back? I think it was a, a, a back thing. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he was getting something done and he didn't have time for, to, you know, wait for the umpire to, get his ass over there. I don't know. It could have but been it, a dehydration thing. Who yeah. knows? So uh, whatever it was, he, he wasn't, he didn't take too kindly. It took so long for the umpire to get there. And the umpire didn't take too kindly at, uh, at laundry being thrown at him. So, well, and some of those umpires, you know, eh, look, they're, they're not moving very quickly, uh, anywhere. Um, so, you know, I, I look, the fact that they started doing this checking sticky stuff, uh, when they started it, with without like I and maybe they told the players and they told the organizations like this is how we're gonna do it this is when we're gonna do it mm-hmm. this is what to expect I, I don't know I as fans I don't know if I've received that information you know they're gonna check hack love belt uh, these innings or what have you and yeah. and 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 you know expect this third base umpire or whomever to to do the checking. Uh, it's going to be an interesting off season. Uh, yeah. It really is. Um, That's why I think we need to win it all this yes, year. Yes, yes, <laughs> because, yes, yes. Uh, because next year, the the old saying is tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Yeah. Baseball, I don't know what is going to happen this off season. Yeah. So, yeah, let's yeah. just stay right in the moment here. Yeah, um, yeah I, I get a little worried when I think about that. Uh, after Lynn was gone, uh, you know, crochet to para. Bummer and Hendricks, man, bullpen rock salad in this game. It, mm-hmm. They really picked it up. And Hendricks came in for an inning and two thirds of work. Um, it just looked just, you know, like he had, he was on a mission. 
Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was filthy and what a, what a very, um, th- that had some playoff feel to it. Yeah. I think maybe with the amount of pitchers that we went through and the mm-hmm. matchups and, uh, Robert was three for four with a couple RBIs, you know, it just, it had a feel, there was a good buzz in the crowd. Um, and, and there you go. You went three in a row against Oakland, a tough team that is only a couple games behind the Astros in the West. And, Hey, hey, the Sox had it today in this day yeah. game. They lose yeah. four to five, um, but you know they they had it. They had yeah. it up until the last at bat because of a goofy collision at center field. But you take what's given to you to beat any team, Pat, four times in a row. Let alone a, a team that has uh, been playing good baseball. It's difficult. Yeah, it is, you know, not to it, say, hey, I wanted the four game sweep. Come on, but. Hey, I'm I'm happy. Believe it or not, uh, oh, shit. Can time stamp it nine thirty one on August nineteenth. Nick, Nick, happy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be more happy. I, today was like felt like playing with house money in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it would have been nice. Uh, I, I, you know, you never want to give them a pass for losing, but um, again, it was competitive. Even even the games, like I said, like I talked about you know, after we, we wrapped that series with New York, you know, the games were still competitive down to the final out, right? They, we did not go gently or quietly into that good night. So, and today was no different. Uh, you know, the ball just didn't really bounce our way. It, it bounced our way in one play. And then, you know, mm-hmm. it worked against us in the, in the next at bat with a hundred miles, uh, yeah. 111 miles an hour. Yeah. On Aloy's bat right at somebody. So, uh, and I was listening today on the radio and it sounded like a, a couple of very hard hit balls. And there was some great defense being played against us that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is what it is. You tip your cap and, and, and they played, they played better than us today, but three out of four, I will definitely take it. We were, I, I was worried about this series because yeah. it's Oakland. Oakland is like a, a team that, that we've talked about it at nauseum that you just, we have not ever played our best ball against Oakland in my lifetime. Yeah. So it's been it. It was nice to uh, to win three out of four, and and hopefully, um, when do we go out there? At some point, we go out to the Coliseum. We have to. We haven't been out there yet this year, have we? No. Yeah, that'll be no. the September. Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh God. I better start praying now. Yeah. So yeah. um. So yeah, it was good to get these, and and we'll see what happens when we have to go out there and face them in that dump. Yeah, um, Vaughn was kind of at the center of things today and, and has been for a while. Uh, Vaughn was playing first base and, and made a really great, uh, you know, dive to his right, uh, kind of covering like a, a second base hole and made the play cleanly and then went to flip to Kopech, who was covering first and, and threw it over his head. Mm. Runner gets on. Kopech ends up giving up a two run homer. Um but Vaughn hit a, a home run today. His fifteenth, Pat, of yeah. the year. Uh, he has reached base safely in twenty-two of his last twenty-six games, slashing three twenty-nine, four twenty-one, five sixty-one, with four doubles, five home runs, sixteen RBIs, and a nine eighty-two. OPS. That's a, a, a gentleman that has never played above Double A. Um, and he's playing three to four different positions on this club. Well, what can you say, Nick? I mean, honestly, this is exactly what the organization told us that he would be, 
right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think there was a little doubt because we, we've always heard, you know, you, you, we got used to for a long time, oh, this prospect and this prospect and this, and then, you're, and then you wait and nothing materializes. So you have a little bit of a, you look at everything with like a little bit of a, eh, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. This guy's going to really be able to contribute. We'll see if maybe he gets some at-bats. And, and he has just done everything this team has asked him to do. And, and now he's, now he is a, a, a big contributor to this lineup, not just a, not just a nice to have once in a while. Like he's a, he's a win because of guy right now. And today was a little unfortunate because he's playing, you know, his, you know, fourth position of the year, one that he hasn't played a lot of at first. And from what they were saying, what DJ was saying on the radio today was that's a routine play for, for, uh, for Hernandez behind him. But, Vaughn didn't have the awareness to know where everybody was. And mm-hmm. he felt like he, he, he needed to let that one go. And that was an easy out. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. That's the way it goes. I'm not going to blame him because the guys had to play everywhere and he's played mm-hmm. so little first base. Uh, I'm just happy, you know, we can plug him in there once in a while, but you know, that's one, unfortunately, he's just got to learn from and, and figure out where his guys are playing next to him. Absolutely. That's a learning situation. And uh, he has, um, boy, he has been such a bright spot. And and you, you go back to, man, the amount of draft picks in recent history that have just turned out to be just duds for this Sox team. Yeah. And, and I, the, the guys that pop to my mind are the Colt Carson Fulmers, um, you know, hey, Zach Birdie, we just DFA'd. That was supposed to be this this great bullpen guy for us. He just could never figure it out or stay healthy. Um, obviously, you know, Zach Collins has had some moments here. What's going to happen with him? But, man, Vaughn, Vaughn sure looks like the real deal. And uh, he's only going to get better. Uh, and and that that is that has been such a gift this year. Yeah. Um, very exciting stuff to watch. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully he just kind of can stay fresh, you know, uh, cause it's gonna, the one sixty two is a grind. And, mm-hmm. and when those lights get pretty bright, uh, in October, uh, it's a different feel. So yeah. hopefully he's got, you know, the right people around him. Uh, but he just has a, he has a makeup, a very professional makeup. Pat. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Nick. It doesn't seem like you know, to this point, you know, what, what has been a big, you know, how big of a moment can you be in when you're in a regular season? They're just, they are just regular season games after all, but you are playing major league baseball. You'd mentioned that he's never played above, you know, double a ball before in his, in his career up until, you know, making the team this year. And it just doesn't seem the lights, like the lights are too bright for him. Yeah. Like, it seems like this is I, the good Lord made me a baseball player. He, mm-hmm. he made me with quick hands and strong hands and I'm here to mash. And that's what I'm here to do. That's my job. And yeah, he, he fits the part and he is poly 2.0. Mm-hmm. I like hearing that. Uh, it, it's exciting stuff. Uh, big weekend series uh, in Tampa. Um, a lot of buzz for this team, Pat. There, there's mm-hmm. uh, obviously uh, no doubt about that. Uh, this first place club, uh, the people in the city, I feel like are really are feeling it now. I, you know, was running some errands throughout the city this week and, you know, I, I, I was going to the, I had to go to the DMV. I was going to different places in the loop and the amount of, you know, I am really starting to notice, man, the, the, oh, yeah. the, the amount of socks gear that I'm seeing, uh, it's different. There's just a different feel. And 
I'm, you know, wearing a socks hat or I got a sock shirt on most of the time when I'm out and about doing whatever. And whether I'm at Mariano's or where I'm at Target or wherever, even at the DMV, I had a couple people that just wanted to talk socks. Yeah. They're like, they're like, man, what a game did you watch last night? That didn't happen years ago. No, uh, th- there is a definite buzz. I don't know if you're feeling that too. I am. I just, uh, you know, I've been going into the city a lot more uh, for work lately, and, and and the amount of socks gear I, I see the. The, the thing I notice more and more, which I don't know if it's just because I'm, you know, in stuck in traffic is the amount of white Sox license plates mm-hmm. I see, yeah. which is fun. Um, but yeah. yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I think the, the, the sh- most shocking thing you just said in that whole soliloquy is that you went to somewhere <laughs> other than grandstand. You had errands <laughs> to run that were outside. They don't have your groceries at grandstand. They they refuse to put produce in uh, oh. the store, even in the back area where the kids clothes are. Uh, they you feel like they could have something. I mean, um, what does yeah. Target have that grandstand doesn't? I mean, it's really. <laughs> uh i you know i had to get some other items and uh i had to renew a driver's license but honestly i you know when you go to the dmv there's like five different stations you have to visit it's like okay now go over over here and now you're going to travel this little path and (laughs) and in each station i kid you not someone's like oh yeah go socks like your hat or man uh, they're, they're really playing well and it's for, for people that work at the DMV to have a personality and want to talk yeah. to you about something. I mean, that, that, sh- that told me that, Hey, this team is catching people, uh, you know, not necessarily by surprise, but they're catching the attention. Yeah. The, if they can make DMV people yeah. not want well, to jump go. out of a window. I mean, yeah. they've, uh, and, and that's a slogan. That. And I think that's a slogan that the SAC should jump on with. Like, you know, <laughs> we we're even, us. we're, you know, we're even big at the DMV kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that fits on a t-shirt or if, if you can, we can shorten that, but we'll work on it before the next show. <laughs> Tighten it up. Um, uh, always good stuff, Pat. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to uh, come right back uh, with another uh, episode tomorrow. Uh, got an exciting guest lined up and then we'll we'll be talking after this Tampa series, I'm sure. Oh, yes, we will. And, you know, this is going to be a tough one, Nick. Let's let's be yeah. honest with ourselves. Uh, Tampa is first of all, we've talked about the you know, the issues we've had against good teams on the road playing in Tampa that's Mm -hmm. a definite home field advantage for Tampa it's a weird stadium the weird lighting weird things happen in domes so uh it'll be it'll be very important that we're on our game and don't give Tampa Bay too many you know any extra outs that's the key to this series is do not allow them any extra outs don't uh yeah you, you definitely can't give them extra outs and I would almost say don't don't give Cruz anything uh especially oh God, yeah, you know about him oh geez <laughs> how am i gonna sleep tonight i forgot we got All that right. jack alone on the team <laughs> he is uh he is ever he's omnipresent um and he is uh continuing to mash with tampa so i would tread lightly you've got geo keichel lopez going against tampa and uh you know it's not a must-win series but it's a series that i think you you know you talked about it uh last episode building up a callus and i i I think that you know they they came out and they and they they took their licking uh, against new york and the Sox. 
uh, came ready to play against Oakland. And I, and I think that was, a, it was a statement series. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the seeds can be planted uh, with Tampa because they, they, we could be seeing them in October as well. And yeah. uh, sometimes Pat, I think you can win a series um, or at least maybe a game or two on pure reputation. Am I wrong with that? Just like your the edge, the attitude, what you bring, what you bring into a series, you know, how people are feared, maybe mm-hmm. uh, you, you already have a leg up. Well, and, we, and, and, we beat this team without Aloya and, and Robert last time. That's true. We, we took two out of three. Now, again, it was, it was here, but this is a different team that we're there facing. So, yeah. yes, they've added with Cruz, but we've added just bringing our, our regular guys back. So, yeah. Um, and, and and I don't think we had, did we have magical for that, for that series? Maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but you know, we're, we're closer to a full team now than we were the last time that we faced them and we handled them then. So yeah. again, different situation playing down there, but um, you know, it, it's not going to be easy by any means. No. Uh, Pat, always a pleasure, buddy, talking sacks with you. Um, and uh, can't wait to, uh, to get on and talk about this series next time. Yeah, my man. Love it. Can't wait. Uh, great series and looking forward to more and looking forward to counting down that magic number that yeah. I don't know how to figure out. <laughs> no, we'll just let somebody report it and then we will uh, parrot that. Uh, folks, thank you so much once again for joining us for some fan-centric uh, White Sox chatter talking first place Chicago White Sox. This is Good Guys Talk Back. You can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Good Guys TV and also on that Facebook fan page. You can find us uh, there. Subscribe, pass it along to other Sox fans. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.